This week on Media Delta, the OVA of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, so we have one that I just going to go ahead and say I this one's going to be weird in terms of what we are covering because I screwed up something. Uh, so what we intended, like what we are actually talking about, is actually something that's since this thing came out has gained a massive popularity, although not for this particular medium. Uh, cause yeah, this, this franchise kind of blew up a while ago. Um, which was very weird to me. Cause I always thought this thing was some weird side thing. Uh, but then, uh, the TV series of this thing came out and then everyone got super popular or got, it got super popular. Um, but yes, what we are talking about today is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, which, saying that we're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a bit of a misnomer because it's very hard to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole because it in itself is kind of multiple different things in it, like... It's almost like an anthology, kind of, because there are several different arcs, each of which have a different kind of theme, although there are at some point they kind of have a some kind of through line to them. But they all take place in such different locations and time uh, that they're all kind of their own thing. And specifically, what we are talking about today uh, is a OVA that came out in 1993, uh, specifically talking about the third arc, um, which is usually referred to as Stardust Crusaders, which I, which I, I, so I'm not super familiar with the stuff, like the newer stuff. This is the one that I got into. So I would want to say that this is one of the more popular arcs, but I don't know if that's the case now. Well, I guess here's how I would say it. Part three is probably the most recognized across the world. But among, like, people who like JoJo's, Part 3 is not usually well-regarded. In Japan, Part 3 is one of the most popular, along with Part 5, which is a weird... Which is weirdly, those two are the parts that aren't liked as well worldwide. It's because they have bad taste in protagonists. Yeah. I've seen anime before. I would know. <laughs> I mean, I, was going to, I wasn't going to say that, but sure. Um... So the way that this OVA was originally distributed is that there were 13 episodes uh, that all had actually different directors, different storyboard people. Uh, the studio behind it was Studio APPP. At least that is what the JoJo Wiki is telling me. Um, but they all, they do kind of look similar, but you can definitely tell that certain uh, aspects have um, like certain episodes have a little bit of a different look. Uh, one in particular uh, has a very notable director behind it, uh, which we'll absolutely talk about at some point. Um, the trap that I fell into uh, with this is that that was actually one of procurement of actually watching it. And I just want to say this beforehand so that I get it out of the way. Um, so this is 13 episodes. Um, however, I. I did see that this thing was on YouTube. Uh, so what I, I was looking for, like, because sometimes you find weird OVAs on YouTube. Um, what I had happened to find was a uh, user by the name of the Toa Master who uploaded a video that was labeled Star Cruise Crusaders OVA, the movie. Uh, and the description of this uh, basically is after... After another five hours of rendering many minutes to upload this video, I present to you the Stardust Crusaders movie. And actually, it's just all the episodes of the 1993 OVA sandwiched together to one big movie. That's not the case, actually, because he has another upload that is Stardust Crusaders, the tarot card arc, which is actually the first seven episodes. So what we ended up watching uh, was the uh, secondly, the back half of this OVA series. So I believe it is 7th or, uh, or 13. Which, um, to be fair, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, 
we didn't miss much by skipping the tarot arc. Also, also technically eight to thirteen, because we did so, not cover justice. But we missed whole horse. We missed whole horse again. We didn't miss anything. Also, that time they fed a baby poop. So that so I so this OVA was actually the first time that I watched basically the first JoJo thing that I saw that was not the uh, fighting game. Also, uh, well, before I do that. So it was the first thing that I've seen of this series that was uh, after I played the fighting game. And I remember watching it and I remember them. They cut out a lot of stuff that was added on later because I after that, I like read the manga a little bit. And then I haven't watched the show of this, but I could I've seen little bits and pieces. I can tell they cut a lot of frankly stupid stuff out of the first part. Uh, but um, I think before we go on, we should probably actually introduce ourselves. So please introduce uh, yourself because I am not the only one who watched this. So please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe, and I'm here for slightly less uh, trouble, troubling uh, anime. I am Carnival, and uh, it's part three. We got to start from somewhere to get to the good, better parts. I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here to endlessly harass uh, old men. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this OVA cuts out a lot of stuff that is kind of notorious about the third arc. Um, there is some stuff in there that is uh, really not great. Uh, a perfect example is the fight with, I think it's Strength. The giant strength monkey. Is the, strength is the monkey. Let's just it's bad. No. it's bad. Let's just So just to elaborate, for if you're not from so also I should I should actually introduce what the series, the kind of the brief concept, if you're not familiar with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um so Joe so originally it was Fist of the North Star of Vampires. That's pretty much what it was. But what Jojo's Bizarre Adventure eventually became was a story about uh a bunch of people with essentially secondary powers that are that are kind of given to them by a creature that is referred to as a stand um and stands get very elaborate sometimes they are basically like kind of spiritual projections i guess i'm also not as someone who is not super familiar with it this is just the general gist of what i kind of get uh but sometimes they're like kind of spiritual pro uh projections uh, sometimes there are like vines that come out and can like do various powers. Sometimes they're all made of sand. Like that's and that's just the start. Later on in the series, they get completely bizarre. Uh, but uh -huh. that that actually wasn't even intentional. But <laughs> hence the name of the anime. But yes, uh, it is a series that is about people with wacky powers uh, that are all named after musical stuff. Please, the uh -huh. first season was about some dude getting beat up by a vampire. Yeah, the first season is probably is that I take it that's generally considered the weakest. It's between one and three. Like I would honestly, I would give one a bit more forgiveness because it's like this is the start and thus finding its footing. I I now, I prefer at least one to three, three. Introduces the stands. Yeah, but. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like one is stronger overall, whereas three has a lot of weaknesses. One super bland. It is, but three also has problems. Yeah. Oh yes, but that is something to discuss today. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, if I were going to tell someone who gets into it, watch the anime for one and two, and then skip watch the ova for three and then watch the anime for the rest as we as it gets made so uh actually remind, remind me that that to the point that i was going to get to uh so there is a a lot a lot of not i think every stand in this series except for a handful are named after the major arcana in uh for tarot yes. uh, so there's one that's strength which is a giant monkey in the ova the fight with them takes about, let's say, about five minutes. Uh, in the actual series itself, uh, strength is basically its own little tiny arc. Uh, probably, it's a, I think, what, one or two episodes in the it's show? An, it's, it's an episode long. It's an episode. Uh, 
that has a lot of plot about this monkey being attracted to a younger age girl that they have naked a long a lot of that episode. Yeah, uh, the, the pedophile orangutan whose entire yeah. stand is a boat. Yeah. Uh, in the OVA, they really cut out some of the, like, weird stuff like that. With, with keeping some of the really good stuff. Okay, um, so I didn't see the first part of the OVA, but did they show that time that they fed a baby its own poop? They did not. Cowards. I mean, not really. There's a lot of, like, poop and fart stuff in this, this arc that I just absolutely find disgusting. Which... Yeah. They keep the stuff of Iggy there for for basically with the fight with um uh Indul, I think. Indul and Geb. Yes. Uh so that part that you know the farting in the face is like, but that is like the one time they kind of show that about Iggy. Because mainly they they kind of really cut to the chase with this one, and they cut out uh some people that are some things that if you are like me, got introduced to this for the fighting game, there are several people that do not show up at all. For example, the very notorious Pet Shop, the uh, kind of evil bird, does not show up in this OVA at all. Bird. Satan bird. Uh, so, which unfortunately does gives Iggy, or kind of robs Iggy of a chance to kind of show what he can do. Yeah, and uh, kind of he just ends up just sucks and then dies. Yeah. Like he save he saves uh, Polnareff at one point, but that's about it. Uh, but yes, um, so that was just kind of a brief also, overview. To er, go ahead. Really quick, going back to sucking and dying, the gore in this was surprisingly graphic. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that is the thing that I like because this was the first thing that I saw of JoJo, so I assumed that that was just part of the thing. I'm like, oh, it's just one of it's. Just a violent anime. I mean, it is, but the anime is like anime is not as censored to air on TV. Yeah, anime is really not that gory. It's so censored that they even censored when Jotaro fucking lights a cigarette. That that was that's something. There's just a black void. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this one's definitely a a lot gorier than like. You would imagine. Uh, but once again, that's because the anime was airing on TV. Yeah. And I don't remember the comic being that particularly bad. Oh, oh, it's well, I don't know specifically about part three, but part eight, seven and eight, boy, especially part eight is kind of uncomfortable to read at some times in terms of like how you see people getting hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so... I guess before we kind of get a little bit more into it and we can kind of go on board like specific tangents, I think we should just kind of get our general feelings about the OVA uh, kind of out there. Um, so, Axe, what are your thoughts on watching this? So I'll be honest that I'm not a big JoJo fan. Uh, I've I've watched uh, I've watched all the way through uh, Stardust Crusaders the uh, on the anime. Um, I haven't seen any of the other seasons. Uh, but I, I I won't lie. I actually would watch the remaining ones because I hear they're actually pretty pretty decent. Um, but we're talking about the OVA, and it's kind of good that I've seen the anime because I have I have a kind of like a, a a point of reference to to go against with the OVA. And I think the OVA for Stargust Crusaders, at least what we saw, was a lot better than the anime itself. There's way less pedophilia, way less uh, baby. Or infantilization, uh, way less feeding said oh, baby's poop. Mean... Oh yeah, there there was that time that Polnareff became a child. Yeah, there's lot lot less uh, baby penis. There's there's a lot baby of baby penis. A lot of problematic stuff just cut out completely in favor of trying to tell like a decent story. Well, as decent a story as you can get with a JoJo. Well, they had to pare it down for the OVA, and they just kind of cut a lot of the cruft, which was nice. Right, but I mean, the point is, is that the really bad stuff gets cut out, and that's that's really what's important. Yeah, uh, basically, both the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of the anime uh, is that it is pretty close to the manga. Yeah, that's like that's the sh- that's like the worst. That's why Stardust Crusaders 
the is the longest part of the anime because they basically did every chap they took every fight and made it and put it, it in there even to the point where they will recreate uh like uh shots from the manga panel for like shot to shot from panel to panel which there's a discussion to be had there about the about whether or not how that's a good or bad thing to be done in terms of an adaption but that's outside the scope of this i mean i'll be honest i hate stardust crusaders i think it's a terrible arc and i didn't like it at all i actually preferred battle tendency to be honest i mean yeah because it was tendency is better, but yeah, battle uh, tendency is my personal. There's a couple yeah. of questionable things in battle tendency, but it doesn't come close to the problems of uh, so, of um, Stardust Crusaders. For those who are not familiar with JoJo's, battle tendency is two. Okay, yes, season yeah, two. It's Phantom Blood, then battle tendency, and Stardust Crusaders, uh, then Diamond is Unbreakable. Diamond is Unbreakable. A Royal Ventro. Otherwise known as Gold Experience. Golden Wind, but Golden Wind, yeah. Stone Ocean, uh, Star, uh, sorry, Steel Ball Run, and the current one that's currently going on, Jojolian. We're not going to talk about Jojolian. I may reference parts of parts of Part Seven for comparison notes, but Jojolian's just we can't talk about that one until it's complete because then we may actually be able to understand it. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's a hot mess. Is all it needs to be said about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so I, I, I honestly don't like this arc at all, but the OVA actually kind of packages the arc in a way that's viewable and enjoyable. Um, it's It was done in 93, so, and it very, very much shows in the animation and quality of the animation. Um, there's, there's, there is some ugly animation in this. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It gets kind of at, at points. But um, overall, I mean, it's still it's still the more enjoyable parts of the arc. Um, particularly, uh, I forget the uh, his name, the gambler. Uh, I, Darby. I, Darby. Darby. I I actually liked his character a lot. I found that that section to be kind of amusing, especially uh, how he manages to get out of of the situation. How he wins is particularly amusing. Um, but yeah, it's also, I was surprised at how, how, uh, how violent it was compared and then comparing that again to the anime where the anime was, uh, did not have a lot of gore, but the OVA had quite a bit, um, quite a bit of blood and gore going, going for it. So it was, it was a bit striking, but you know, again, it's not something that I really hold against it. It's just, you know, I was not, I wasn't prepared for that. Um. But other than that, I mean, no, I, I would say, I would say I agree. You know, to to watch JoJo, or watch the first season, the, the second season, the OVA over the third season anime, and then continue from there because the OVA is just it it packages it so much better. Yeah, and that generally is what I have heard. Like that is a very concurrent thing. Where basically, yeah, this is. <laughs> It's a lot of bullshit cut out into something that is actually very enjoyable to watch. Um, uh, so, uh, Carnival had to step up for a second. So let's I'm just. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Carnival, what did uh, what did you uh, think of this? Like we we like we've discussed, this is the proper way to watch uh, part three. Like I will, like my personal favorite is part seven, which I know is going to be a long, long time before that ever gets animated because you got to animate horses and no one wants to do that. <laughs> but it's good. Like it's a good way of breaking it down into here's the important fights. Here's what people remember, which of part three, it's basically stands, but that, that because that's what goes on to define the rest of the series. Uh, the Darby, the Darby, conflict and the Dio fight that's everything that's all you really need to know about part three and then you can just move on to the rest of the series it's great fucking Dio's world is like the last hour and change and that is far and away the best part of this entire fucking arc yes uh there is a very specific reason why that is the best one because that is the one that has a very notable person associated with it uh 
So Satoshi Kon worked on this, particularly the Dio, the first part of the Dio's world uh, thing. And when especially the bits where you see the like Dio's adventure with the senator, uh, if you take a look at that senator's face, you could tell that that is a Satoshi Kon drawn character, uh, which if you're not familiar with who Satoshi Kon is, uh, he is the writer and director of things like Perfect Blue, Paprika, um, Tokyo, Tokyo Godfathers, Godfathers, Millennium Actress uh, Girl. Yeah. And Those are the big ones. Par- and also like Paranoid Agent. Paranoid Agent, yes, was the anime. Oh, he thing. did Paranoid Agent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, man's got a specific style. He, he is incredibly good and unfortunately no longer with us, but he is he did incredible work. And that that one, that particular... <laughs> That particular segment's weird, uh, but it's still enjoyable. It's it's weird because, but it's also great because it highlights Dio as he is. Yeah. Uh, so, Carvel, did you have any other uh, thoughts? Uh, no, not for that question. All right, uh, Torpo. Uh, what do you I, think? I I made my thoughts clear on it before, but like, I'm not a fan of part three. I find it pretty boring, personally. I don't like a lot of the main characters, and the one good main character was lifted from another arc and then made worse. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I, I enjoyed what we watched, at least. Like, it was it was all right. It cut out a lot of the cruft, which is fine. It kept some of the more interesting fights, so it didn't keep Pet Shop, which is a shame. But overall, I think it's better for not having most of the stuff it did. Uh, and also, good focus on Dio's world, even if they didn't include the one incredibly iconic thing. Road roller! <laughs> yeah, they they switched the road roller for a oil tanker truck. Yeah. Oil tanker, yeah. But, uh, it, it's still, it's, it's, it's enjoyable, but Dio's world is, unsurprisingly, once again, far and away the best part. Like, and it's the entire last, what, hour 20 it's the last three episodes so it's probably an hour and a half yeah and uh it's it's the most enjoyable part everything else you could just fucking shove off a table except darby darby is good but that's because darby is just a lot of stupid fun yeah also pretty short uh yeah and it's just like my, my thoughts have always been i find jotaro a very boring character like intensely boring yeah, he is, because the joke that he was supposed to be a spoof on has passed so far past that it's not even the joke isn't funny anymore because of the context. And it's not a great joke, even when you have it. So, for for the venison of the listener, Jotaro was based because the, during the time that Stardust Crusader, and when, as it was being released, Heritage of the Future was its name, but there was the time where a lot of, like, very protagonists that were very just stoic big burly people that didn't that didn't like emote much so the joke with Jotaro is that he thinks he emotes a lot more than he actually does which that's what a lot of the humor is supposed to be based around his character it's not a good joke in it by itself and it's super not good this many years from when uh, Stardust Crusade Stars Crusaders has been released. It, it also doesn't work in context. It's not written well enough. No. Like, I didn't pick up any of that at all in, yeah, exactly. in, the, in the OVA. Like, uh, again, that's what I mean. It, it was like, I only knew that because I was just doing reading, and it's like, huh. So, yeah, another thing I will mention is Araki is not a good writer. God, no. He's made some good content, but he himself is not a good writer. He writes by the seat of his pants. Like, he... He's even admitted it outright that he just yeah, kind of he, makes shit up as it happens. He has admitted in his own book on his process, like, I don't plan any of this stuff out. I just think what sounds interesting. And it shows, like, that's why it shows in the weaker parts of especially part five for reasons that it's like, oh, I have ridden myself into a corner. <laughs> So it's is it King Crimson that he doesn't even know how the stand like how it works? No, it's uh, for Axe's Axe's sake. I'm not going to explain it just because they haven't gone through part five. But part five's ending is basically Araki has no idea what he's going on here and just is just it's wild and it's amazing to see in motion. 
but it's yeah. not good writing. Araki is a master of writing himself into a quarter. Like, part eight. Yeah, part eight is also, it's like, it's very much of, you have no idea where you're going with this, and it's... Like, but I, mean, I like just looking at uh just looking at the other other seasons like uh, obviously season 1's going to be rough because it's the first season it's you know just getting its legs but it's still not very well written uh like if we go to like the anime for example like everything has to be explained five five different ways to the to the viewer which is which is a trope in anime that I really can't stand which is another reason why I like the OVA uh, as much as I did, is there was very little like expositing, like um, it, it was it was almost every single scene something would happen, and I understand what's happening, but then um, uh, Joseph, I think, uh, I, th I, I think, think if, it, if it's Act One, it's Jonathan. Well, well, yeah, in, in Act One, it's Jonathan, but I'm thinking of like Act Three. Okay, so old yeah. man is Joseph. Old man's Joseph. So it's it's usually Joseph going, oh, let me explain the plot and the things that are happening right now. It's like I I can see it with my eyes. Thank you. Um, but you don't have that in the OVA. In fact, they did very little expositing. Uh, it's just like they, once they figured something out, they were like, oh, I figured it out. It's this, and then that's it, and they just go along with it. And well, it's I, another reason I like the OVA. It's funny too because once again, I I mentioned that they just made like Joseph much worse in in part three. He's a been taken down a peg in terms of strength, uh, and and b his personality has been kind of just like sanded away. And they made Polnareff a huge like dingus. Yeah, no, he's he's a huge dumbass and an asshole. Like, but like Joseph was so much better in his own part. And, like, he even exposed in his own part, but that was in part to fuck with people. And it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, like, for example, like, his his main, like, catchphrase is not even, like, in this at all. Like, his, uh... Your like, next oh, words next, are. <laughs> yeah, that thing does not show up at all. Uh, no use of gratuitous English. Well, that could be in the first part, but... Yeah, like... So, because I know for a fact there are there are parts of part three where Joseph gets to be cool, but it's like those are in the tarot arc and thus yeah. not what it's we also get to see. A shame because like against Darby was a fucking place where he should have shined. He was a master con artist, a fucking absolute. Well, no, it's that's it. again. This is another thing about Araki not being a good writer because we come around to there's we meet Darby's brother who has similar powers just so we can have like Joseph do a cool con artist trick again. Because even Araki's like, "Ooh, I messed up on that. I need to fix this." Yeah, because having Jotaro be the uh, saving uh, player in the Darby fight was actually kind of it. It didn't. It didn't feel right because it did it felt like it, it didn't feel like Jotaro had the ability to really like con anybody and yet somehow he manages to to so, force Darby into folding yeah for reference in in Jotaro's case in this he, he was just bluffing the entire time it wasn't actually like a good con he was just bluffing yeah and it he was a really no bad he was doing right it was a bad bluff too it was well, one of the worst bluffs it's how I play fucking poker and video games. I just keep raising and raising until everyone backs out or I fail. Yeah, like, it, it, his entire plan hinged on on him uh, tricking Darby into uh, freaking out and giving up. And it shouldn't have worked. Like, it it really shouldn't have. And it was not... And that part, that part of the Darby thing wasn't as interesting because, like... I, 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 like you said, it should, it should have been Joseph. It should have showcased Joseph and his abilities. He doesn't really shine at all uh, in the OVA. Now Joseph gets done so fucking dirty. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, I would say obviously Joseph gets done dirty. Uh, Polnareff is a fucking goober and an asshole. Kakioin just stands there cool and gets murked. Yep. And gets murked so fucking hard because he was probably, like, one of the most likable characters in that group. They didn't give him much to do, either. Well, 
Yeah, but uh, that's more of a problem with the source material than anything on the adaption. Yeah, he, he's yeah. injured like right at the start, and then when he comes back, he basically doesn't do anything. Yeah, he just kind of dies, and I guess helps helps them figure out the uh, secret behind Dio's ability. But but even then, yeah. and then Avdol also gets fucking murked not once but twice. Like yeah, we don't we get don't to s- see that axe in this, but yes, that happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's magical. Uh, it's because Abdul is also too competent for his own good. Yes, Abdul is far and away way too competent to be around. The way he gets taken out kind of sucked too, to be honest. Which yeah, was called a ref dumbass. Yeah, super sudden too. Like I, all, just all of a sudden, just that hole appears and he's gone. I also yeah. like it better in the OVA compared to the way he goes out in the anime and in the manga, personally, but... But, cause... um, and then you have Iggy, who sucks. Just, Iggy sucks. I can't stand the character. But at, at least Iggy only shows up to basically save Polnareff and die. And that's it. Like, that's that's all Iggy's there for. Yep. God, it's it's a ride. When do we do a game so we can do part four for the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. So that that's my issues. Is that the main cast itself isn't great to begin with, and then a lot of the villains are not good. <laughs> They're not good. They don't have any presence. The cast, the voice casting for this part is just not great. But that's more of a sign of it. What was? That's probably more of a sign of the times more than like yeah also, any fault of the like product. I guess. In, in the original material, not the OVA, thankfully, they cut out most of it, except for one. There was a lot of farting and poop jokes, and also some real creepy shit, too. And they got rid of most of that, except for Iggy farting on Polnareff's face, which happens multiple times. Yes. And in general, Iggy is fucking incredibly unlikable, so I felt absolutely nothing when he got cut in two. Yep. He's also an ugly fucking dog, because Araki could not draw that dog for shit. Uh, yeah, especially especially since he kind of looks different depending upon the artist. But yeah, like they even like reference, like, yeah, he's an ugly looking dog. He, he kind of is. Also, Araki hates dogs. Not directly, but basically Araki's stance is that if you want to make a character look terrible, just have them kill an animal or abuse them. So this happens a lot. Yeah, this happens a lot. I was gonna say, wasn't that like the the like precip like one that like the first thing that Dio did to Jonathan? Yes, yeah, he was, kills, kills his dog. dog. Kills his do- no, he kills his dog in an oven. It's it's oh god, Araki loves killing dogs. Great, but yeah, basically my point is like a lot of this this arc is bland, but Dio's world is actually genuinely fun because things happen. And a lot of it happens. And also, Dio is a good villain who is wasted on not one, but two of the worst arcs. Yep. Dio is a lot of fun as a villain because he is ridiculous and over-the-top and evil as hell. Also likes to fuck a lot. But <laughs> Look, that's he... part five and six, so that becomes an issue. And the other thing, too, with Dio is that he's just straight-up unlikable. He's just he's, he's an awful, awful person. He's, like, he's unlikable, but he has a lot of presence. Yeah, like they don't try to make him like uh, uh, relatable. They don't try to like humanize him. No, he's just fucking evil. He's an evil, awful human being. Well, was a human being. A vampire. A vampire now. He's a vampire now. But I mean, even when he was a human being, he was evil and awful and not, nothing redeemable about him. And I kind of appreciate that because there's because, you know, I feel like lately there's just been too much of an influx of. We we need to make our villains relatable. We need to make them humanized. We need to like you know make them likable in some way. But it's just nice to see a villain that's just straight up a villain. They're just a bad guy. Yeah, and once again, he is like pure ham. Shitloads of presence. Like he is over the top, and it's so much. He's he's fun. He's a fun villain, and he's fun to hate. And it's great because he's in the two worst fucking arcs and it sucks uh it's it's really a shame but even so like he fucking carries that last arc of the season on his broad fucking shoulders and thick neck 
thick neck. And getting back like, to Iraqi's, uh, you know, writing style of just kind of writing out of his ass, the way that they defeat Dio is completely out of the ass. It is complete nonsense that, oh, no, now he knows how, how to uh, walk through stop time. Yeah, it's a little bit, like, it's very, like, the really bad parts of, like, you know, the thing that people make fun of DBZ is like, oh, it's an ever increasing power level. That's like, oh, it's just now that I have access to this now, I guess. Like, it's very much uh, it's like, oh, I, I, I can do that. Just no problem. Just, so, I, I can do it. Of Rocky does that literally every single arc. Yeah, yeah every. Yeah. He does this all power the time. escalation is terrible in every like, single one. I honestly think the only arc that's actually good about power escalation is in is part four. Part four, and even then, part four is still bad about it. No, it gets fucking ridiculous at the end, yeah. But I think it's still better than, like, part five, part six, part seven, and part eight is starting in the power escalation. We're we just starting to see that escalation start to happen really bad at eight Hell, now. Even parts one and two had that problem, which was fucking Dio was nigh, nigh undefeatable in part one. And then in part two, Joseph had to launch the villain into space because he literally could not handle him. To be fair, that was I always read I always read the ending of part two as more of, oh, this is just a nice coincidence that I'm gonna pretend like I planned to annoy the yeah, villain. No, no, exactly. Like obviously, but my point is, like, the villain had to be launched into space because he could not be defeated. But then in, at least in part three, you know. Dio's power does have its limits, and Jotaro does learn ways around those limits, and does ultimately defeat him. Yeah. Also, to be fair, one of the ways you could write it off is that Dio is actually aping the stands of the the actual Joe Stars. Yeah, because he has their abilities. Yeah, because that's always I've always interpreted the world stand is not that it actually stops time; it's just that it copies Joe Star stands because Dio is a parasite upon their that entire family. Because again. We don't see this because of, because of again, this is in the terror arc and like stuff that we don't see necessarily in the early parts of the OVA. But Dio is able to use Joseph's Hermit Purple as well, which has the abilities of being, aside from being basically whips, being vines and whips, allows him to do divination. Divination. But yeah. Uh, and so you could you could write it off as that Dio actually had a guiding force from him from day one for the stand stuff, which he did. And once again, you didn't see in this part of the OVA. Like he had a woman guiding him, uh, teaching about stands and all that. So he actually had time to learn and practice, whereas Jotaro has been working Jotaro is learning off of instinct. Yeah, literally off of instinct and going through the learning this in 50 days because that's Earth the entire time. Trial by fire, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, this is all ex post facto, doesn't make the part better, but, like, just, this is, you like... You write it off in a way that's more meaningful, yeah. Yeah, like, this is just what comes from, because even though Araki writes by the seat of his pants and makes things up, he's generally pretty okay about keeping continuity together, except for, like, the origin of what stands are, but that's, like, that origin going back and forth and stuff doesn't actually change the events Your of the story. Spirit. Except, also, it's from space. Yes. <laughs> and also, the corpse of... The corpse nope, of nope, G... Nope, 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 don't, don't. Please, that wasn't... That one hasn't come out in anime yet. Right, you're right. <laughs> so y'all are reading the manga. Well, that's the only way you can get part 7 and... Well, 6, 7, and 8 are all... Well, yeah. 8 is currently running as a manga... Seven and six and seven are finished, but the only way you can really get them are as in manga. And because six, while there's, while David Production has said, yeah, we're probably, it's probably in pre production, if I last remember correctly, about part six, the plague happened. So who knows when that hat will get out. And yeah, also, like making JoJo's is a fucking undertaking. Yeah, it's very hard. And they've also said that part seven is like, <laughs> like I said before, we don't. We have. We would have to draw. It's a horse race. We would have to draw horses. Horses yep. suck to draw, and we're not going to use CGI because it would, wouldn't fit well with the rest of the art style. 
Yeah, it, fucking there's not a animator alive who enjoys drawing horses and animating them. Because they're fucking Horse... weird. They move weird. Also, horses suck. They're a they terrible do. animal. I, I have I have had horses. I've had two horses and they suck real bad. I've been around horses and I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust them. They are very dangerous creatures, if not like done with care or like handled with care. They're dangerous even if you handle them with care. They're just dangerous. That's Christopher Reeves. They're fucking dangerous. Oh, I've been kicked by one. Right. I've been straight up kicked by one. I bet it sucked. Uh, It hurt, but luckily I was able to move back just in time, so it only, like, glanced me. But, uh, yeah. Regardless, going all the way back, my point stands is that Dio is far better than this part, but he's also what makes this final arc, because if it wasn't for him... There's no real point in watching this, in my opinion. Because yeah. he's he's pure ham. And it's... Uh, there's another complaint I have about this, which is the voice casting isn't great. It's not terrible, but it's not great. And the anime did the voice casting so much better. Oh my god. The Dio in the anime is so fucking good. Yeah, and so is the Vanilla Ice in the anime. <laughs> so is the Joseph. Rest in peace to the anime Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, my, my point stands that, like, Dio is far and away the best part. And honestly, if you're to skip this part, at least watch Dio's World, because that is fun. That is a lot of fun. Stupid as hell, but fun. But that's how I, I would characterize the entirety of the JoJo series, is, is stupid as hell, but it can be fun at times. Yeah. Because it, 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 it is, in all honesty, like, just being, being completely honest here, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is fucking stupid. It's completely it insane. Oh it yeah, no. It thrives on stupidity. So, the thing you 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 may seem you may understand to some degree, but do not understand in its fullest, is that Araki has a problem with writing stand abilities, and they only get more insane as the series goes on. Like complete yeah. fucking nonsense. Yeah, like, I've heard some not... bits and pieces about King Crimson, and I am I'm curious. Not even talking about King Crimson, I mean basic ass enemy stands. Yeah. Like, giant fucking list of how they work. Like, the dude who can take out your memories as a... C- open your head like a CD player and just take okay. your, your CD at brain. What about fucking Green Day, which is... Oh, a God, that'll I... kill you based on your elevation. Yeah. That's a... That's just a fight of the week. Uh, what other ones are... What other ones are just... Shoot, I'm trying to... There's so many. There's so many. There's the one that turns you into paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, you mean the one <laughs> gun coming out of the paper? This is just yeah. reminding me of uh, Power Rangers, and they had the one villain that would turn them into giant pachinko balls. You're gonna. Have to, I'm sorry. You, you. I hate that it's like they've they've done a plot like that so many times and so many across so many different years. It's like I have no idea which one you're referring to. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it was. I think it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but. But yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of right now. It's just tur- getting turned into giant pachinko balls. There's there's just there's so many and so many of them are stupid. Oh, like the the fucking the weird one that makes the the baby. Oh, like set. That's it. No, not set. I'm talking. I think it's like part five. What's the, the ability? Train. Oh God, the train. It's the one that like babies coming out of the back of people's heads or something like that. Oh god, I know which one you're talking about, but I don't remember what part, but yeah. So it's a Drakengard stand. No. Drakengard's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least, not the gameplay, but... My, my, my point is... Uh, Araki's always had issues, and they, they shine in this... Boy, howdy, this is some of the weakest. Will I say it's terrible or unwatchable? No. But it's definitely the weakest, uh, uh, one of the weakest, at least, among the series. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Especially for a series that is generally carried so heavily by its characters, it's it's frustrating when the main characters are just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, like it's... nobody really stands out. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Cuz it's like I would it's always like of the parts the two parts that like I would say yes, go read this directly would be part 4 and part 7. Because those are two examples of the best characterization that Araki has done. Especially part seven, 
which I think is probably his best work. But... I mean, even fucking Part 2 Battle Tendency is carried by Joseph. Yes. Yeah. Battle Tendency has a lot of character, even if, even if you know, like, I'd say there's only, like, one t one particular moment in Battle Tendency it was kind of, eh, it was when he was spying on his mother, but he didn't realize that was his mother. Like, that, that, that says, that says, ugh, as that, that, that arc gets. It, it's so, it's so much more enjoyable. Well, okay, and also the, the, the Nazi, Nazi apology. Nazi. Yeah, the fact that he's, he's best buds with a Nazi, that kind of, yeah. But aside from those two points, it's still, I think, a stronger arc than uh, than three. And I, I do agree. I think I think the OVA actually does kind of neuter everybody's uh, personalities in three. Like, uh, you know, watching the anime, everybody's a lot more animated. They uh, talked a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more. Um, I, I just don't know how to get around it. Personality to each character was in the OVA. It just kind of felt like they were all... They all felt like the same character, really. Also, yeah. really quick, say what you will about Stronheim, but Araki did kill him off in the Battle of Stalingrad. I mean, it's, you know, silver linings. Silver linings, little things. I mean, also, Stronheim also is the reason we have... Like, I do... Like, there's a lot of problems with Stronheim, but I do appreciate that it's like every time he shows up, he basically always makes the situation worse. All he does is eat shit and die. Which, you know, is pretty much what Nazis should do. Eat shit and die. But, um, but yeah, no, the, it, three just feels like, it just feels weird kind of thinking back on it, how, how, how little characterization there is in the OVA. I Aside from, like, uh, Paul Nareff being a complete doofus and Iggy being basically super selfish. And that's, that's kind of it. I mean, that's part of part of that is just that's what happens when you're truncating. I don't know how many chapters that Stardust Crusaders ran, like, because again, uh, the Stardust Crusaders of the anime they did ran for like I think close to like ninety episodes. I I want to say that oh God, I just I think I just tabbed out of the the page, but I believe that it was like it was like anime episode like twenty four to like seventy five. Like so it was yeah, a lot. Like Stardust Crusaders is the longest in the anime by far. It not it's not great that it is, but it's like you're gonna get more characterization because you're gonna be filling out that time. Compared, uh, it's like it's forty eight episodes. So yeah. So that's two cores. Yep. yep uh, two. Well, no, that's that's. Well, no, each season got two cores because yeah they. Uh, Stardust Crusaders into two seasons for them getting to Egypt and then being in Egypt. Yeah, front half and back half. Mm -hmm. I think they dedicated like three episodes to Dio's world. They did. Yeah. Which, good. <laughs> I mean, that's about the time that this got in the OVA, so... Dio's and we didn't have whole is, horse. It's good. I was happy, very happy with the distinct lack of whole horse. Well, if you watch the whole OVA, he's in there. Like, I think in, like, two or three episodes. I mean, Whole Horse is probably one of the more enjoyable villains in this arc that aren't Dio, though. I just didn't like him. That's fair. I mean, he, again, he's done better. These, his power is done, given a much better version in Part 5, and it's, like, good. Particularly because, like, he, he later he teams up with that kid with, who has the book that tells the future. Like, it just feels, it felt so shoehorned in. I know we're talking about the anime now, but but just like that whole like just whole whole horse in general seemed like he could have been an okay villain, but felt like he was uh, wasn't used to his full potential. Could have been okay, but usually reduced to a bit player. Yeah, and then when they paired him up with the the kid with the book, that just kind of clinched it for me. I was like, yeah, no, I don't like this villain at all. He sucks because the kid with the book was also really annoying, and I. I just didn't like those episodes either. Thankfully, we didn't have to deal with the tarot arc. Yeah, I, there was a lot of dumb garbage in in the, the 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 gods as well. But like, we missed most of that too. Yeah, they took out the the I think it was the nine Egyptian gods, the nine glory gods. Which again, there like we got the one that was in, we got okay two that were at least interesting fights. 
which was Darby and Geb. Like, Indol's fight, even though it introduces Iggy, I still think is probably one of the more entertaining fights on a, in how it resolves. Yeah. Either way, my, my point is, uh, this, this part's pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not the strongest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I generally thought that the OVA was okay. Like, it wasn't bad, but it's still an interesting watch. Um, I know we kind of covered a lot. There, did anyone else have any other points they wanted to bring up? I think I got everything out. Yeah, same. I think we covered everything. Whatever happened to Star Platinum thing? Thing that happens to all of Araki's ideas that don't seem useful after Araki just forgot. All right. So I think at that point we could probably we could probably rank this now. So yeah, because yeah, it's like. Running out of steam yep. here. Yeah, we're starting to go in circles at this point. Yeah, so we are going to rank this using a normal one to 21 scale with one being absolute masscraft, 21 being absolute garbage, not even fun, ironically, to watch. Sucks. Uh, what were you thinking? Uh, I mean, it's it's an average. It's, it's an average OVA. It's an average arc. It's it's I'd say it's about, you know, 11 to 13. All right. Uh, Carnival. I think I would have probably put it between 9 and 11, so. All right, 9-11. Don't, don't say it like that. Remember 9-11? Between, between the numbers 9 and the number 11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for apropos of nothing, 9-11. Just nod. Lola, why are you looking so down? Nine <laughs> eleven. <laughs> Never forget. Um, yep. is it cursed that I just think of the fucking dumb mistakes in the miracles images every time? I think I'm broken. <laughs> it's okay to be broken, Torp. That's what makes you you. I'm fucking broken as shit. <laughs> We're all uh, a little broken. That said, I would say ten or eleven. I would definitely not put this at or below Street Fighter live action. But also, I definitely wouldn't put this over, like, uh, fucking Mega Man. All right, so if or I look... Pirates of Dark Water. If I look at our range, we got... Because, uh, honestly, I was between, like, I don't know, 9 and maybe 12. So, I feel like a number that shows up frequently in this is 11. So, we can probably start there and then move on. I would rather watch this more than either of the things at 11. Like, by hands down. Honestly, yeah, but that's also personal taste on my part. True. I should probably open up the list, shouldn't I? 11, what do we have at 11? We've got Little Nemo mm -hmm. and a boy named Charlie Brown. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'd maybe watch these a little, or this a little bit more than those. So, 10, Wizardry and Nickelodeon Guts. Yeah, that feels good. I definitely feel like I like this is I think that this is I think it's fair to put this at the same at, at 10, even if I would like for cab for the record, I would say that this is a much better OVA than the wizardry one. Yeah, actually, because now that I think about it, I do kind of feel the same way watching this that I had wizardry because it's like there isn't really anything bad going on, but it's also not as super interesting. Not gonna knock your socks off. Yeah. Like I, I feel good putting it in the same area, but I I would just wanted to put that out there on the record as like this is while it is in the same area, this is a better OVA. Because looking kind of, at the stuff like, part of the thing about the wizard wizardry OVA was it's like intense dedication to its source yeah. material. Yeah. yeah. Also another another way to look at it is looking at the stuff in nine. Because in 9, you have Tron, East 2, Pirates Darkwater, Flash Gordon, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the OVA, and Mega Man Season 1, which I actually kind of would rather watch those than this. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I said. Like, I would yeah, rather no. watch like this. Uh, I would rather watch Mega Man over this, but also this over Street Fighter. Yeah. Which we need to do that animated series at some point. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a lot of animated series we need to go. Sit through all of it. So fuck you, Carnival. 
I know you did, but that's another story. Yeah. All right, let's just put this at 10, then. God. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure at 10 OVA. Oh, what episode is this? This is episode 68. Damn, we're so close. Yes, we are so close. Uh, This came out in 1993. Multiple directors. Uh, This was an OVA. (laughs) OVA. Uh, Chone. Action. 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 Action as fuck. Uh, uh, Tone is cool. Cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Content. Gore. Plus? Question mark? It was it was mostly just blood. Yeah, like, it's the organs. You, you there was some there's dismemberment. This, there's dismemberment. Yeah, there's so. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Iggy's death. Time. I think there's yeah. like one scene where a dude got fucking completely. It's when, wrecked. It's when Dio chucks the senator. Yeah, that one's a rough one. The fucking fastball special. It's like you see him gearing up for it. It's like hell yeah, hell yeah. 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 It, it, also, the thing that I'd also point out is that a lot of it's really sudden, too. So it's not like, oh, I can tell that the scene's going to be gory, so it's going to be, I can look away. No, yeah. it's a lot of it. It's a, just right in your you, face. You mean like Avdol pushing Polnareff out of the way, and all of a sudden there's a giant hole there and his limbs are flying in the air? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So is there anything we want to call up for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? I mean, we gotta also, call we, it the action for that final animation in the fight. Yeah. I think uh, the action's pretty good. Axe, I will say, it probably like, had to do heavily with who was the animation director at the time. Because mm-hmm. the amount of gore definitely varied from uh, part to part. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say anything for the music, because I don't even remember the music. Yeah, like, it was neat like for, no, because the, the actual thing, like, that's one thing, is like... It's, I mean, all of the parts, well, part two onward from for the anime is really good, but, like, just since they've cons- consistently just had Yugo Kano do the music for the anime, it's just been nice, especially with just the continuation of the same lo- uh, leitmotif for the for the Joestar family in just how so they... Good. It's so good, just in how it's it... such good work. In just how it changes based on each individual character. It's like, I want to see Jolene's version of the family theme, Come on! There are JoJo soundtracks on Spotify, and it's great. I would say I wouldn't say there's anything for charm either, because it loses a lot of the charm. That no, yeah, yeah, like hundred percent. One of those I, parts, I would say, is completely devoid. Yeah, like I'd say, just it's the action, but otherwise, I don't think we can really say too much more about it. Also, like cinematography is one that's kind of hard to describe because. Projects like these have a bunch of animation uh, directors, like various people handing keyframes for given parts. And so, like, some people have are really, really good. Some are okay. Not bad. Nobody. So nothing about the animation of this was bad, I will say. Nothing about it was bad. It's just sometimes it was pretty good. Other times it was okay. But yeah, so it's frustrating because, like, uh, there are large chunks of Dio's world that are really well shot, in my opinion. But also, it's like hard to say that about the overall product. Give it a shrug. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Satoshi Kone was a fucking masterful motherfucker. Yeah. Like, the way it was shot when the man, the senator, was trying to run out of the car and back into the car was incredible. Like, it was such a good... It was such a good showing. Uh, Do we want to give anything for the art itself? I would no, say, I would I, say I think no. That's, yeah, I was gonna say that, that'd probably be at best like another shrug, but like Iraqi, even I don't even say I don't think Iraqi's art really gets good until part late parts of the later parts of part four. To be fair, they also don't have as much of a budget as David Production did. I know. And like, again, uh, this is, this is that's, that's my point though. Is like it, it wasn't like super huge, high budget or anything either. So it's not like you were gonna get anything particularly like. Uh, intense. Oh, I was just meaning like Araki's art style in general doesn't I don't think it doesn't get good until like like super like... Ah, uh, yes, when everyone gets fuller lips. Ah, uh, I didn't notice that. You're right. Yeah, everyone's got them plump, kissable lips. Hmm. <laughs> it's a way to word... You want to smooch most. It's a way to word it. 
insert there image any- of that one fan, the, the one fan talking to Rocky about Jotaro and yeah, the fucking the the vocalist for the fucking opening of Gurren Lagann, who's so obsessed with Jotaro when she did an interview with the Rocky, she actually weirded him the fuck out. Never before has I've seen that face of just like, please, God, get me out of here. What have I created? I hate my face. Uh, uh, is there anything we want to call up for yay or nay? It's long. I know it's I know it's a thirteen part OVA, but god damn it's long. It feels so long. And I do feel like the length actually kind of hurts in a little bit because it's trying to speed up some spots, but granted the parts that sped up. Like they didn't need to cut up pet shop, but granted they could have it was fine for them to cut out strength. Mostly. Yeah. Um, also death. Yes, also That's death. That's a good one for cutting out. Also, rest in peace, Oingo and Bongo. Yeah. And, uh... Is... Is it Midler the... Is Midler the game-exclusive one? Midler's the game-exclusive one that they got Araki to do a... Do a, uh, but a, a, a drawing for, because we... No, Mariah had a face in, in the show. We only see Midler... We only know of Midler because she was attacking with High Priestess. Oh, okay. And it's just that Araki... They were like, we need another character for the design... Hey, can you draw us one for, uh, for the fighting game? And Araki's like, yeah, and that's how we got Midler's design. Okay. Hmm. Also, she really wanted to. God. I, either way, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out looking at these. I can't really think of anything else. No. Yeah. Yeah, like the problem is I can't say very boring because Dio's world is in there, but otherwise. Here, I found the image. <laughs> Even the vanilla ice fight is, is pretty enjoyable. Yeah. But uh yeah. Might just be go to flank. Uh everyone is an idiot. That that's that, yeah, that's that, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, let's let me get like that that first scene with uh Kakuin getting his face torn to shit. He's just stands and sta- he just stares at it the whole time. Before getting his 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 shit wrecked, it's like, come on, man, get away from it. I think that at that point, I think I think that's probably good for this. Yeah. All right. So there, we have done something JoJo's Bizarre Adventure related. Now I can lobby to try and get some of the other parts because <laughs> those are actually good. Great. All right. Well, that's enough JoJo's for now. So. Before we head out and talk about what we're doing next, uh, X, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Advocacy Network. It's a fantastic place uh, by, by people with autism for people with autism. Uh, they've got, uh, they've got uh, resources there for uh, people who, who would like to live a more stable and independent life. All right. Uh, Carnival. Uh, just your local bail fund or mutual aid fund because... There's always work to be done, even in this horrible timeline we exist in. All right. Uh, Torpo. Uh, What's your stream, Torpo? (laughs) I will fucking body slam you into a wall, Lola. I will huck you into the goddamn garbage. Fuck you. Fuck out. (laughs) Twitch.tv slash Torpentypist. Fuck face that Torpentypist on Twitter, asshole. I like to plug the hole I'm gonna leave in fucking Lolo. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what also would be great because then I get I get the holes plugged into me, uh, but then I get I get a new cybernetic body and I turn into something akin to the next movie, the episode sixty nine, turn into Robo Lolo because uh, we're taking a look at Lolo Cop would probably sound better, but Lolo Cop, Lolo Cop actually does sound better. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we're doing RoboCop next week, and I'm super excited. We're gonna we're see gonna a guy get shot in the dick. In the <laughs> yep, and that is going to be the thumbnail. That's gonna be it. The greatest yeah. image on the internet: a Frank Welker standing next, or no, Peter, you're Cullen. Yeah, you're Cullen. Frank the Welker. Frank, Frank Welker. Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. Okay. Yes, dude who plays Robocop standing next to someone wearing a shirt that says, you remember when Robocop shot that dude in the dick and him having the time of his life. (laughs) 
so good. Frank, I thought Frank Welker does the voice of Scooby Doo. I mean, Frank Welker is a but, okay. You know what? IMDb because it's the Mount Kilmer. I thought no. Isn't it Peter Wells? Peter, Peter Wells. Peter Wells. That's it. Peter Weller. It is, it is Peter Weller. Is the act who plays Robocop. So you're all fucking wrong. Congrats. I was the closest. Fuck all of you. It's not the same. <laughs> I was off by two letters. Shut up. All right. We're doing Robocop next week. Have a good night. For episode 69. All right. Nice. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by go going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.